0: Roll it! Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag. We are Church Tech. It's time to let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Die here, along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Mbofu. And today's topic is brought to you by Chris. We, Chris yes. is sponsoring this entire podcast. It, this entire this entire yeah. podcast. Nice, Chris Wilson, old uh, old time Church Mag author here. He in the back channel. He was like, "Hey, why don't you talk about?" Kind of the long game when the church, the tech, and church volunteer roles, like the rush, is kind of initially over. Like maybe you've already redesigned the website and now you have to keep it up to date, which isn't particularly exciting uh, in that sense. You know the 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 shininess of the tools have worn off. It's no longer the new soundboard, or maybe you've sound, maybe you've served at uh, at at the the soundboard for you know, so many years, you know, you know, inside it out, you know, the routine, you know, how do you stay motivated? What do you do next? And I will say that I'm going to see what you guys think first before I tell you what I think. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So mm. blessing, yeah. how do you uh, in some of the different roles that you have served, uh, whether, you know, whether it be, you know, church tech, communication, creativity, whether it be serving at your local congregation or serving those in the nonprofit organiz the, the ministry and nonprofit organizations that you have served for, what do you do after that new, fresh, fun feeling has kind of worn off and you're really in the trenches doing the doing the day-to-day? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> that was a yuck. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. See, the struggle is real. See, that's that's the that's the kind of
1: super real. Also. Yeah, see, and
0: I think that on its own even blessing. I don't how profound of an opening that is for you. How natural that was for you. Like that's just real. That's just just to the bone real. That is a feeling that so many of those listening church volunteers, uh tech, non-tech, you know, any of those volunteer positions That feeling is real yeah
1: that is like super that's like peak realness um right and you
0: don't have to be ashamed of it
1: yeah yeah
0: other people are feeling it too
1: yeah yeah i I can answer this question in in a in a couple of ways the first one is is um after the site is done and all that i find something else to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and and that's at a personal level i love new stuff not
0: necessarily a bad advice per se
1: yeah I, (laughs) i love new stuff i hate the mundane i hate the um the grind i understand its necessity and and that and on another note i honestly this might not be a very helpful answer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay so that the first one might not have been a, a very helpful answer but here's this but it's related to understanding how you're wired um i think uh, um i think a lot of people tend to get bogged down in uh the, it's okay to serve for a season um i think some people might not be happy with this answer but but if you're most effective in just doing uh like on if your attention um and your best and most effective when you are creating stuff or when you're pioneering maybe that's a lane that you should just run in um uh yeah and the my second answer would be and then i will pass the ball off to jeremy my second answer would be I really, I personally, I really have to stay connected to the why in a very strong way. Um, for me, a lot of the mundane stuff really happens. Um, it is really more a head game than anything else. Um, if I if I do not see the why, or in a very big way, then I kind of disconnect with the with the what and the activities around it.
2: Yeah. I actually love the mundane. So for me, the issue is whenever it gets into more of the critique part of things, um, whether it's uh, wiring up a sound system or, um, making sure that the PowerPoint is just right. Whenever I get a lot of the critiquing, it's not really, typically it's not very helpful. It's, I want it this way. And then I say, okay, can you tell me why? And they don't have it. why, it's just that's how I want it. And there's no thought or purpose in it. The mundane for me is is me executing and getting accomplished what should be done. But whenever I get this like nonchalance, because I want it that way, that I feel like that for me is, is really difficult to kind of respond to. So I actually critique wise, hate getting to that point of being able to have that conversation with people. Like what's your thoughts on that blessing as far as a kind of a response? Okay. So you're saying you, you, are great with the
1: mundane. Yeah. I like okay. the mundane. Yeah. I, I think my, my response to that would be, um, that is great, um, and that's actually a great thing in the sense that at least, in the sense that then the team, the team leader, or or the team itself should be able to figure out who serves best in what capacity, and what
2: way. Um, in an ideal situation, a hundred percent. But most yeah. of the time, mm-hmm. we take those Myers Briggs things and then forget about them mm-hmm. a week and a half later. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. In in an ideal world, that, that
1: that is great. Like if if everybody can sort of be in a role that um, allows them to to really lean into that. And the truth, and, and in a sense, I, I can see where you you might be alluding what you might be alluding to that um, we don't always have that perfect scenario. Um, I guess it's not an easy answer.
2: <laughs> grit. Grit. Hey, grit is a good there answer. Go. How's that? <laughs> I think the tough part is, is when you incorporate other people. Like if you were asking me when I was mm-hmm. doing my own website what that would be like, oh, I, I would say, you yeah. know what, when I get to done with the first one, I want to jump into the next one. I want to do the one after that. So like I wish I had yeah. enough time in the day to do all these things, which is my problem. I have not enough time in my day to do everything that I want to do. Mm-hmm but whenever you start to incorporate other people that don't operate the same as you or have less passion as you or mm-hmm. are more frustrating in how they do things that's when it gets mm-hmm. tough
0: interesting it, it's it's really interesting to hear kind of the different perspectives because in in many regards i find that this is where it is helpful to have other people because as you know as we see with both both of you two, if you guys were on a team, like that's a great fit, like blessings all cool about the shiny. And then when he's ready to move on, he can hand it off to you. You're just like, Ooh, the mundane. Yes. Right. That can be super. Um, I I would say, you know, as if you, especially if you're a church tech leader or if you're the only one, by the way, if you're the only soundboard operator or you're the only church tech person doing the thing at your church, which more than likely you are, statistically speaking, then you are the team, and that's a mindset that you should have. You are the team, which means if you are a team, you should you need more team members, okay? And I think that that is that is a great sign of next steps. Uh, you know, when you're in that mundane, when you know you know all the ins and outs, and, and that's where you should start. You need to teach the things that you know the best the things that you think you know super well. That's where you need to start and you need to train others. And I guarantee you that that will, that'll do a couple things. One, it will recultivate your own excitement for those things because you're going to realize how much crap you actually know. And come on, admit it, that's exciting. It's exciting to know how much you've learned as you train somebody else. And then, then to see their excitement, it's a great thing. So I think that that is key. If, if you are alone on your team because you're a team, then you need to recruit. And then that gets into a whole recruitment discussion, of course. But to me, that that is kind of the question. That's kind of the long game in, in my perspective is building a team so that you can have multiple people that know how to run the soundboard so that you don't have to do it every week. You can do it every other week or once a month. Or you can be the, the team leader who only fills in in emergencies, and there to answer questions or run to the sound booth when there's appears to be an emergency that to kind of help out that you really are kind of the you know pulling the strings and the mastermind behind it that to me is like when a a church tech team is running at great potential when it's got multiple people involved and it doesn't feel like a burden to anybody it feels like a great joy and if that does it, if that sounds appealing to you, which I hope it does, and you're not there, then I hope I hope you feel sparked. <laughs> mm,
1: mm.
0: Yeah,
2: that's a, that, that's a great idea. Yeah, wow. Mm. How do you get past that mundane? In the sense of um, this might not be, it might not feel worth it. Maybe that's a good yeah. way of putting it. It doesn't feel mm. like you're making a difference. That, for me, that's when the why
1: matters. Um,
0: well, that, you, that also might be a sign that you that the entire thing needs to be rethought and, and readdressed. Why are we doing this? Because a lot of times we just do things because that's why it's always been done. Well, why do we do this? Because we've always done it. Well, maybe it doesn't need to be done anymore. I feel like a lot of church tech um, is done
2: that way. It's done because it's supposed to be done.
0: Right. Well, I think I I, I really feel strong about this whole building a team thing, Jeremy, because I feel like that when you're starting to work with other people, then, then suddenly it becomes very meta. It's not really about the activities, even though it's a mundane, it really becomes about getting to know other people and working with them in relationships. And you begin to kind of get into this whole other area of even discipleship, learning, teaching, relationship kind of stuff that you would never think would be part of a church tech team that's very much there and alive if you cultivate it. And you know if, if the work that you're doing isn't super exciting for you, I would imagine that those relationship aspects would uh, excite you. And if it doesn't, then maybe you need to rethink yeah. a lot of things. Um,
1: I, f- I feel like in some ways we're still answering, the, we, we are answering the question. And in some ways I feel like, is there not more? You know, the question of staying motivated. Um, it, it, there's, there's that element of how do we stay? How do you, I think Chris Christian had also this? How do you stay motivated? Um, besides just what's next? Um, I think you should. Another idea could be going to see what other people are doing. Uh, sometimes that's where I get
0: I. Yeah, other ideas where, where I'm challenged and I feel stretched. Uh, and, and then the opposite of that, which would be to take a complete break away from it all.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: That can be reinvigorate. You can reinvigorate you as
2: well. Hmm. I also think that um, each person processes stuff differently. And so you need to know how you process things because yeah. when you're looking at the different things in your life, um, if you're trying to understand the whole schematics of everything in your building and you're doing it the way that another teammate's doing or the pastor's doing it or the person on the website's doing it, but you're not doing it your way, then that can be really, really frustrating. So I'm a kinesthetic learner, which means I need to actually do it to be able to learn it. And so I could read about how to make Cat5 cables, um, but that means nothing until I make my first Cat5 cable. And then once I made the first one, I can make a thousand more exactly the same and be amazing at it. Um, It just I have to practice that for myself. And so if I'm trying to learn it from hearing someone say about how to do it, that means nothing to me. The other thing I'm thinking
1: about is is I would go a little wider, even within my church or uh, organization. Um, so let's assume it's a website. The, the, the first, the build is done, and we're now about to go into the maintenance side. I think it would be a good thing to um, restart the loop again and say, guys, you know, as in collectively organization-wide or church-wide, Um, the site is done, we're finally done, we're at the end of the project. Um, How else do you think it could serve, we could continue to leverage this better? Um, uh, In some instances, that's where some of the feedback could help you draw a pipeline for the maintenance stuff, which might not actually be maintenance in itself. Um, There's these two tracks or... I always, well, not, well, I imagine certain things always running in parallel in the sense that the one can be, uh, you know, the day-to-day stuff we're talking about, but the other there's always the how do we keep building this thing that we have for the future or for, or to go longer. So um, I think it's always good to think in those two tracks as well. Say, what is it that we're doing day to day? But what is it that can make this relevant going further?
2: So you're very much a vision person, like wanting to understand that. And I would say learning-wise, that's really, really important for you to have and understand, Um, whereas I'm obviously more practical just in general. Shocker, right? Um, Yeah, this is your shock face. So I think that I think that that plays into it, but some people that doesn't necessarily actually inspire. Yeah,
0: to me, um, bringing somebody along that uh, has interest in the web but might not have the learning curve to be part of the build, but would has the potential to understand and, and get into that at some point. Bringing them in on a maintenance and content update kind of track is a great place for people to get their feet wet. Also. You ha- it's a great opportunity to see how well it works because this is somebody that might not know like all the, all the little intricacies that you do. Um, so you may need to, it may challenge you to, to maybe push it a little further along. And it also gets rid of the black box effect. The black box effect being where you have this black box and nobody knows how it works. Then somebody else knows how it works and it takes less pressure off of you. You get somebody else doing the maintenance and then guess what? Especially if you're a vision guy, you're going to be super excited about seeing what else it can do. And you then have somebody that you're working with and you can, you know, collaborate and discuss ideas and um, new exciting things and potential like you were saying blessing can come from it. So once again, we kind of see the same thing, right? Where we're talking about, hey, what else can we do with this thing? The the visionary, right? We have the um, the hey, let's let's streamline and get volunteers and do this well. And then we have the build a team. And it seems like when we applied this to the sound the sound team or the tech team, and when we applied this to the website build, we found ourselves repeating the same exact process. So hopefully, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and uh, you're you're kind of in that spot that. Chris- outlined where you're like now what hopefully we gave you some things to think about and of course how you are wired as a person how you're wired as a leader maybe your position in the group your church size all these are little factors so it's certainly not a one-size-fits-all you know 12-step program right you need to make it fit for you and your unique situation but hopefully we gave you some things to think about and some things to try to kind of reinvigorate and keep things moving forward for you and your church tech team.